Shall you please rest on our feet, please? And you're going to open your mouth and pray. Psalm 119, verse 18 says, Open thou my eyes, that I may behold wondrous thing out of your law. You're going to say, Holy Spirit, speak to me yourself this morning. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Holy Spirit, I have come to learn at your feet. Speak to me yourself this morning. I want you to teach me. The Bible says you are the best teacher. I have come to your school this morning. Holy Spirit, please teach me your word. Open my eyes that my behold wondrous thing. Out of your word this morning. Let, O oh God, my spirit, soul, and body be in conformity with what you are saying this morning. That may heed to your instruction. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The second prayer we are going to pray is in the song we sang during the worship. Can you please display it? We are going to take the chorus of that song and you turn it to prayer. Do your hands. But that's the commitment we are all making this morning. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong to you. Say it. Jesus, I belong to you. You are the reason that I live. You are the reason that I live. The reason that I sing. The reason that I sing. With all I have. With all I have. Hallelujah. You're going to sing that song and you turn it to prayer in your heart. A love for me to live, like Paul says, is Christ. To die is gain. I live because of you. I belong to you. I am your property. I hold nothing myself. You are the owner of my life. Everything I do, I will ever be or have been, is because of you, Jesus. And with all I am, I give all to you. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I belong, oh, yes, I belong to you. You're the reason why I live, the reason why I live. I believe, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I you're the reason why I live. The reason why I live. Oh, 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 Jesus. Jesus, I believe. Yes, I believe. I belong to you. You're the reason why I live. The reason why I see. With all I Hallelujah. You're the reason why I live. The reason why I see. With all I Go ahead and confess that song to him. The Lord, I belong to you. I believe in you. I belong to you. You are the reason why I live. You are the reason why I serve you. You are the reason why I sing to your name. With all I have. Because there is nothing I have. Your word said every good gift and perfect gift comes from you. From the Father of life. Jesus, all that I have belongs to you. And I surrender all unto you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Because you are the reason why we live. You are the reason why we breathe. Everything we have comes from you. Say, so you might receive nothing except it be given by you. To every good and perfect gift, they come from you alone. We give you all the glory for all you have made us to be. Without you, we are zero. 
But with you, we are a hero. Hallelujah to your name. Lord, we give you all the glory. Accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. We have come unto you this morning. Please teach us yourself in the name of Jesus. Do what only you can do in the life of everyone present here this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Luke 5.17, the Bible says, And it came to pass on a certain day like today, as Jesus was teaching, something happened. See, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. I don't know what you are passing through this morning, but I'm glad to announce to you that your healing, physically, spiritually, emotionally, no matter any area of your life where you need healing, you are not leaving this place without perfectly made whole. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Proverbs 24, 14 says, So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. The knowledge of wisdom. When thou art found it. Somebody here this morning, this afternoon, you are going to find it. Tell your neighbor you are going to find it. Say to the next person you are going to find it. Whatsoever you are trusting God for, you will find it here in this meeting. In the name of Jesus. Hear what you say. It said, Then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Before you leave this auditorium this morning, I prophesy that whatsoever is your expectation, they shall turn to manifestation in your life in the name of Jesus. If you believe that shall glory. If you know you believe that shall glory. Put your hands together for Jesus as we take our seat. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Take your seat wonderfully in the presence of your God. Thank you, choir. God bless you. It's wonderful to be in our presence again to bring the word of God. And I trust God to do what only Him can do. Because without him, we can do nothing. So I will please encourage you to look unto him. Because if you look unto this boy that is in your front, you may miss it. When you look unto your God, say, looking unto Jesus, the who? The author and the finisher. So in between the author, the beginning, and the end, please don't Shift your focus. Focus on him. And you will never regret. In the name of Jesus. This morning, the Lord has asked me to take us through this topic. Bearing fruit that remain. Bearing fruit that remain. Bearing fruit means... Living a life that attracts and draws others to Jesus. It means making impact, positive impact, valuable impact in the life of people around you. Wonderful as it is to make impact in the life of people, to live a life that attracts others to the kingdom of God. I've come to discover in my little journey with God that one of the best ways, the best platform to make impact in the life of people is when you work for God. It's when you are involved in the work in the house of your father. When you are on the payroll of the God that created you, it is not an obligation to serve God. It's a command. You have no option for it. Because you are created to serve. Anything you do outside of this, you are on your own. 
It means God is saying this morning that you need to be busy for me in the year 2013. Last week we did something wonderful. That prompted me to ask, was I busy for God last year or I was busy for myself? I don't know if you have asked yourself that question. Where were you last year? Busy running around. You said to make ends meet. And you left God out of the equation. You only come to church on Friday. And after then, I'm busy. Busy but guilty. Let's open to John 15. John chapter 15. And we read the word of the master himself. Concerning being fruitful. John 15. We'll start from verse 1. We'll see how we get to before we move our head. Say, I am the true vine. And my father is the husband man. This is Jesus talking. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, it taketh away. It cut them off. And every branch that beareth fruit, it purges, it proves them, it cleans them, it nurtures them, so that they may bring more fruit. I have a privilege to work in office where they have flowers. And I discovered that there are some people that come to take care of the flowers. And I watch them when they take care of that flower. They look for the green flower, the green leaf on the flower. They clean it. They put probably a chemical or water on it so that it gets refreshed. Greener, so to say. But they did something also. They will look any leaf that is yellow or not green. What do they do to it? They cut it off. And that is what God is telling us this morning. The picture that I brought to you this morning is, in this church, God is the gardener. That comes to look at the green leaf. Jesus, according to where we read, is the vine, the tree. There is no other foundation except that which is laid. And which is who? Jesus. He is the only tree standing. And every one of us, we are what? Branches. From Jesus. But are you green? you are yellow. Are you bearing fruit? Or you are not? I want that question to go within your heart as this message goes from this morning. Is your seat excited only when you come on Friday? Or your seat look for you during the week? I mean the seat you are sitting right now. There's a consequence for producing fruit. And the consequence is you will be nurtured. You will be pruned. You will be cleaned. And there's also another consequence for not producing fruit. You'll be cut off. That's in the Bible. So every tree, every branch that refuses to produce fruit will be cut off. The question I have for you is, which group do you belong? Or which group you wish to join? Today I believe it's a day of decision for some people. It's a day of encouragement for some people. 
the day of motivation for some people. Which group do you intend to join? Verse 3. It said, Now ye are clean. I mean, ye are purged through the word which I have spoken unto you. In other words, by the word you are hearing, even right now, the Lord is purging you. He's pruning you. Each time you go to his presence to worship him, each time you go to bless his name, each time you study his word, each time you fast and pray, what is he doing? You are being purged, being cleansed. Verse 4. Abide in me and hide in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Without Jesus, you can't bear any fruit that is positive, that is valuable. Verse 5. Say, I am divine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and hide in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Which means the quantity of fruit you are going to produce is a function of your closeness to God. How close are you to Jesus? While I was growing up, my mom used to say something. She would say, do you know the tribal mark on the face of Jesus? I have one tribal mark here. I don't even know which side. Yeah, But I'm sure not all of you know the mark where it is. But only when you move close to me. Right? How close are you to Jesus? Do you really know him? For you to bear fruit for him. The Bible says, Here is my father in verse 8, glorified, that he bear not small fruit, but what? Much fruit. So shall ye be my disciple. Which means the purpose of you bearing fruit is one, to glorify God. The summary of why we say you should walk in church is for God to be glorified. For God to be satisfied and pleased with you. And remember, God say, if the way of a man pleases your God, it will make your enemy to be at peace with you. The other purpose of bearing fruit it's for you to be confirmed that yes, you are truly a disciple of Jesus Christ. And of course, until that, you are not entitled to the reward that following serving God. In verse 16, let's go to verse 16, John 15, 16. Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should what? Your fruit should what? Hmm. Which means your fruit should be lasting. Should be enduring. Should be sustainable. Should be durable. Your fruit should be the one that is acceptable before your God. By the way, we know that not every service is acceptable to God. If you don't believe me, go and ask Cain. Cain came to church and Heber came to church. The two of them brought something. They did something for God. One was accepted, the other was rejected. You know the story? Which fruit are you offering to your God? When your fruit has been proven and it's remaining, then 
Whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, what will happen? That is the secret of answered prayers. You'll be trusting God for one thing or the other, but it's not yet coming. Go and serve Him. I cannot give testimony this morning because of time. But this little man you are seeing here, every breakthrough to the glory of God I ever have in my life is traceable to my service in the house of God. Everything God has ever done for me, I can't locate anything that He has done for me that is not traceable to my service in His house. So which type of fruit are you bearing? Are you bearing good or bad fruit? Are you bearing strong or weak fruit? The fruit that will remain after you bear it is the fruit that is strong. The fruit that is lasting and not temporal. The fruit that is reliable. The fruit that is trusted. 1 Corinthians 3, 11-14. 1 Corinthians 3, 11-14. For other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, one gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stumble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. Are you building on gold, on silver, on precious stone? On hay, on stumble. Every service you offer unto God, we go to test. Will your service be consumed by God's fire and be destroyed, or it will be strengthened by the fire of God? Also in Second Timothy two twenty. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold, which means in a great house there are many branches. As we have in this church, there are many branches that come out of Jesus. You are the one that will determine which type of branch, which type of vessel you have. He said, There are vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood. And of earth. And some to honor. Some to dishonor. Is your vessel. Or to honor. Or to dishonor. Matthew 7. 20 to 21. Matthew 7. 20 to 21. So we are for. By their fruit, you shall know them. By their fruit, you shall know them. Now, see the fearful part of it. In verse 21. Say, not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Only those that does what? The will of my Father. This is Jesus. Now come with me to the will of the Father that Jesus is referring to. In John 5.17. John 5.17. The will of the Father. Only those are qualified to make it. Because that is what God has designed to help them to be able to make it. John 5.17. Jesus said... 
But Jesus answered them, My father does what? Read it from your Bible. My father does what? Walk it. And either toe, I walk. Are you walking? Are you enrolled on the payroll of your father who is the owner of this church? Are you only excited when you are receiving your salary in the office? Or you are more excited when you are receiving your salary in the church? By God's grace, let me clarify this. There is no one in this church including the pastors that receive a salary from this church in terms of monetary salary. Nobody. So I'm not talking of receiving physical salary. But I can assure you <laughs> there is no company in this world that can give you open check. Oh my God does. <laughs> if you don't believe me, go and have Solomon. Solomon gave a thousand offerings. So I will not only sacrifice just one. I will not sacrifice two. I'm going to do it lavishly. I will do it with the whole of my heart. And the Bible says, God said, Solomon, in that you have done this, ask whatever you need. No boss, no company, no, part, no enterprise can give you open check what my God does. I want to speak briefly for those people to those people that you are committed in serving God. And later I'm going to speak to you. If you are not serving God, we're going to get to that. But these are the two categories of people that God asked me to speak this word to this morning. You're serving God. Everybody knows. They have even called you names. They say, are you the one that killed Jesus? You don't have any other thing to use your time for. Or do you think they don't say it? <laughs> they say it. I'm glad to tell you this morning that your reward is sure. Your reward is certain. Why did I say that? Hebrews 16. Hebrews 16. Bible says, for God is not unrighteous. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. Each time I reach this scripture, I get excited in my spirit. There is nothing. Anyway, there's, there, there's no other thing. I can be sacked from my place of work. But nobody can sack me from serving my God. Hello? Many of you, you are afraid, oh, probably they will, my contract will finish next year. It will finish tomorrow. But my God can never, never sack you for as long as you are with him. Even if you decide to leave his company, anytime you are free to call, you don't need a visa. <laughs> you don't need a visa to work for my God. Hmm. Let's read it. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which we have shewed towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Don't miss it. It's talking about the service you offer unto people of God. The sacrifice you, the service you render in the house of God. He said he will not forget your labor of love. And my God, the Bible says, He never sleep nor slumber. So there's no way to forget. Because of God's unquestionable righteousness, it makes it totally impossible for Him to default in rewarding you if you are truly serving Him. Your company may hold you, but my God does not hold. Your company may underpay you, but my God does not underpay. You know, in my company, we have a policy. 
I think I read it in one of the HR policy that if they overpay you, you must come and tell them. If you don't tell them, it's an offense. <laughs> but my God, it deliberately overpays. Mm. My God deliberately does what? Overpay. Look at what he said in Ephesians 3.20. Say now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, above all that you have all things, above more than you can work for him, is able to meet your need. Look at what the word of God says. Say, my God, Philippians 4 19, my God shall supply all your needs. It did not say my company will supply all your needs. Many of us will miss it. Your trust is in your company. And that is why when they do grigri for you. You shake and you start with it. Oh, they're going to sack me. It is not your company that will supply all your needs. It is your God. But you, are you working for that God? Are you on his payroll? Or you just come as a customer and you go every Friday? You come as a customer and you go. Or you are working for him. Watch out. When my God pays you your salary, when he rewards your labor of love, it comes in different ways. And I think I need to go through that. Because some people, you need to know this so that you don't get discouraged. His rewarding system is totally different from ours. He has three modes of rewarding people. Number one, in currency. In currency, is there anything more than hard currency? If I don't know which one, is it dollar that is hard or real that is hard now? Which one is harder? It's real, right? <laughs> Praise God. If real is harder, why are some people relocating to US and Canada? Yeah? <laughs> they want softer, right? They want softer currency. But my God pays you in more than hard currency. If you don't believe me, go and have that Shunammite woman. The Shunammite woman served God by surrendering a house. She built a good room for the man of God. She sold house. But she reaped what? She reaped what? A child. In the equation of the world, that is not a balanced account. We have accountants in the house. You sow out, you are reaping children. But that is the currency my God pays you. Abraham sold hospitality. He got back the child of promise. So, whatsoever you are doing for God, please expect him to pay you back anyhow. Because with him, all things are possible. Number two, in timing, the way God rewards is not the way we reward. We expect our company to pay us every month, right? Some every week, every day. But my God's timing is totally different. He said he has made all things beautiful. When? Go and ask Joseph. Joseph has been faithful serving the Lord. For more than 25 years, Joseph was expecting, where will this my dream come to pass? When will it come to pass? Where did know God was watching I was working for him? He was in the prison. He was not discouraged. He was still working. Who among you have a dream? Let me interpret the dream. Because that is the ministry God has given me. He was looking for who to interpret their dream. And while doing the work, what happened? He got connected with the answer to his prayer. While doing the work, while interpreting, that was when he saw the man that linked him to his reward. After 25 years thereabout, the promise that God has given Joseph came to pass. I don't know what God has told you is going to do for you. The Spirit of the Lord is asking to tell you if there's any year you need to do more for God, it is this year. Because your time of testimony is nearer than before. In the name of Jesus. In strategy, the rewarding system of our God is totally different from our own. 
When I mean strategy, I mean the mode, the way he package it. Now, David saw worship, praise, serving the Lord. He said he wanted to build us for the Lord. But how was it payback? God said, David, for the rest, until eternity, hmm? there shall be no one in the kingdom of Israel, your name will be mentioned. And no wonder, even up to Jesus, how do you call Jesus Christ? The son of who? That's what I call generational blessing. So, when you work for God, it's not only for you. Even for your children's children, they are bound to benefit from it. Also, Abraham. When Abraham served God, God said, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiply what? I will multiply you. Up to your seed, your generation, 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 until eternity. However, if you are working for God, please watch out for the quality of your service. The quality of your service will determine the quality of the reward. The price that you are ready to pay will determine the price that you will receive. God is telling someone that is serving him in this house that please ensure you only offer acceptable service unto me. Because I don't want you to lose your reward. Hallelujah. What is the gift God has given you? Are you keeping that one gift he has given you and you're hiding it like that man in Matthew 25? Or you are using the small, the true he has given you, you are multiplying it or you are hiding it? I want to talk to people that are not working right now. You don't have any department you are functioning in this church. God asked me to tell you that he's inviting you to his company this year. He has advertisement, vacancy, vacancy, vacancy for you to come. And what is the requirement? Just be born again. You are an adult. Female, male, God is saying, this year, I want you to be on my payroll. To sustain your job that you, you so much love, that you spend 8 hours, 10 hours on. The secret is working for me. If only you will know the benefit of working for me, then you will value the time you spend working for me. Let's open to Luke nineteen forty. I want to tell us why. Don't think it's because pastor is being overwhelmed by responsibility. That is why he's asking you to come and serve him. No. As a matter of fact, God is calling you to serve him not because of him. <laughs> it's because of who? Because of you. Luke nineteen forty, And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, Jesus was telling them. The Pharisees were saying, no, shut up, don't press him. Why should you be pressing God? Why should you be doing it? Jesus said, if you ask them to hold their peace, 
What will start to press him? Said the stones will immediately cry out. Stone will not replace me in the name of Jesus. Say that to yourself. Stone will not replace me in the name of Jesus. Then you need to come and serve. You need to come and serve. In Galatians 6 7, the Bible says, Be not deceived. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. If you want to envy anybody, please don't envy a worker. Because for envy a worker working for God, instead of you staying on your own and not receiving anything, you are attracting cause to yourself. Because our God is a jealous God. You want to be blessed like him? Join him. I've told you, when he pays the salary of a worker, he pays with what? Open check. So if you want to envy a worker, watch it. There is no gifted believer. No giftless. Let me say it very well. There is no giftless believer. Which means, there is no child of God that does not have a gift to use to serve the Lord. There is no believer that does not have what it takes to come and serve the Lord. Do you know the seat you are sitting on? Somebody cleaning it this morning. Do you need to have certificate in out of clean for you to do that? Hello? No. This pulpit was carried to this place by someone this morning. This thing you are looking at, this keyboard, was carried to this place by someone. You don't need to be an expert to do that. There is no excuse for not serving God. If you find any excuse, please come and tell me. <laughs> if you find any excuse for not serving God, and you can afford to spend eight hours doing that job that you have been frustrated on every day you go, <laughs> please, you need to have a rethink. John fifteen sixteen that we read, he said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Which means, you have been chosen for a purpose. He told Jeremiah, he said, before you were formed in the womb, I did what? I ordained you. I already knew you were going to be a prophet. So what have he ordained you for? Have you located it? And that's the next question I want to ask you. Have you located the purpose for which he has called you? And someone is saying, I can see, oh, I've been looking for a way. Where can I serve in the church? I don't even see myself fitting anywhere. You just need to look for opportunities. And don't wait for the opportunities to come. I tell people, is it possible for my children... For example, in the house, to be looking for that, which one can I do? Oh, which one can I do? I don't think I can do any work in this house. Is it possible? Do I need to tell them to clean the house? Do I need to tell them to go wash their plate? Hello? This is your father's house. Look for opportunities. Join a group and be part of what God is doing. If you are telling me, oh, I don't even have my work, is, I'm very, very busy. I only have time on Friday. Come and meet the pastor. There are people that are working and they only come, they only have time to come on Friday to do the work. So there is no excuse you have for not serving God. You know, many of us, we are not serving, but you are serving doctor. You're not serving God, but you are serving mechanic. 
The time you have used to come and serve God, you are using it to serve mechanics, to, to even give mechanics money, to give doctors money. If only you will set your priority right. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Ecclesiastes 9.10, Whatsoever thy hand founded to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou goest. Until you are faithful in little, you are not the candidate for God to commit greater riches. That is what the Bible says. You see that in Luke 16, 10 to 12. Luke 16, 10 to 12. Many of us who want to jump from where you are now, you want to jump and become pastor straight. Oh, I wish I can preach. I wish I can preach. But the one you can do to clean the chair, you are not doing. It doesn't work that way. He said, whatsoever your hand founded to do, how should you do it? Do it with all of your strength. By God's grace, I tell this to, to, to you, to children. If someone tells me with all humility to the glory of God, someone tells me that I'll be doing what I'm doing today, the little grace God has given me, that I'll be doing what I'm doing today while I was even 20 years old, I will say, you must be joking. I will tell them you must be joking. I don't see myself doing what I'm doing today while I was 20 years old plus. But see what God has done. To the glory of God. I'm using this to challenge you that don't say, oh, I don't have anything to offer. I don't even have, how can I even do it? Look for opportunities. Go to be men of God. Go come to the pastor. Meet any of the leaders. And they're there to guide you. Where can you function? What is that thing you do stresslessly? My sister, can you project that? Let's go to that. Let's go to that. I want to take us through what are the departments we have in this church quickly. And I want you to look at it. Which one are you going to be fitted to this year? God, God wants to bless you. He wants to reward you. But know that He's not going to force you to do it. You need to be willing. So if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Only those that are willing. We have technical. You have interest in electronics. God needs more people in the technical department. You are gifted to intercede. But you only prefer to intercede for yourself and your family. When there are people interceding for souls... I remember I've, I've said this here before. When you are praying for someone, you are stretching one hand, one finger. The rest of the finger is pointing to who? To yourself. The way to get blessed is the way is when you are praying for people, when you are ministering to life of people, when you are impacting the life of people. We have ushering. You are gifted to help. Many of you have wonderful smiles. Oh, I wish I can smile like some people do. You see some people, you want to hang around them. Because they are, they are naturally gifted to smile, to welcome somebody to church. And you are sitting there. You are doing it for your friends alone. You don't come and do it for people of God. That's a misplaced priority. We have the outreach. You are gifted, you are compassionate. To visit the prisoners, to visit the workers that, that stay in camps. To visit people in the hospital, people that are sick. God needs you in the outreach ministry. You can sing, but you prefer to sing for yourself. Many of us are even singing in, in clubs, God forbid. But you can't come and sing here. Many of us are playing instruments. And you can't come and play instruments here. You feed these people, they are the spiritual. And you are in your father's house. You know how to play instrument, how to sing. You should not be staying there. Join these people to sing for your God. You are talented to encourage people, to visit people. God needs you in visitation and follow-up team. You have the time to go follow people up. And you have the eagerness to do it. God needs you to go to join that group. 
And of course, we have the children's group. What a wonderful group. The disciples were saying, no, 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 no. Don't bring children to, to me. Jesus says, no, no, no. These are the ones I want to teach first. But they, because they have faith more than you. And he said, anyone that treat this one carefully <laughs> is doing it for who? For God. And God is waiting for you to join that group. To be a part of the future generation of Bread of Life Fellowship. Teaching them in the way of the Lord. There are groups. The next slide, man. There are groups that you can be part of. For many of us, we don't even identify with any of this group. You have KSL where you can function effectively in teaching, in visitation, in welfare. Where you can interact with people and be a blessing to them. But you don't join your KSL group. You have women fellowship. There are women in this church, they have been here for years. And they never attended that meeting. And some women are getting blessed. We have men fellowship. We are going to be having a meeting in February now. You need to be part of this. We have youth fellowship. Who are the people to be in the youth? Anyone that is less than 30 years. And I think you are more than 15. You are supposed to be in that group. And you are not married, of course. But if you are married, you are supposed to be in the men's fellowship. And if you are more than 30 years, I think you were even talking about 25, I can't remember. You are supposed to be in the men's fellowship. There is no vacuum in this church. Every member of this church fits into one of these last three. Every member of this church, you must identify with one. Because that is the way to get blessed. Let's rest up on our faith. I believe God has spoken to us concerning which department you are going to join. And if God is laid in your heart, which of course I know he has done, meet any of the pastors. But before we pray, I want to give some people opportunity. You know you are not born again here. Every house is closed. It's only those that have given their life unto him that can bear fruit. If you have not given your life to him, you cannot bear any fruit. And you are just waiting for the enemy to destroy. Because the Bible says, John 10.10, 10, The enemy come not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But my God, Jesus, has come to give you life. You are not born again here. I want you to signify by raising up your hand. I want to pray with you. Every eye is closed so that will help some people. You know you are not born again. You are far from Jesus. You cannot bear fruit in the first place. You, only need, you need to be born again for you to bear fruit. I want to pray with you. You are here. You are not born again. You are not a child of God. Or you have black splitting. Or probably you haven't walking before. You felt, no, I'm not getting anything doing this work. And you went back. I want to pray with you. Please raise up your hand. Please raise up your hand if you are in that category. Anybody? Raise up your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. I know there are more people. There are more people. Don't let this moment pass you by. God bless you, man. God bless you, man. There are more people in this house. You know you have missed it one way or the other. Or you have not even gotten it at all. I want to pray with you. Father, I want to thank you for this, your children that have decided to surrender unto you. Please accept them. Write their book, their name in the book of life. The grace to live above sin. Please release unto them in the name of Jesus. The grace, O God, to serve you. Let it be released unto them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The rest of us, I just want us to lift our hand unto him and say, Lord, I draw grace from you to serve you this year. I draw grace from you to serve you this year. You need the grace of God to serve him. When the grace is there, you will do it tirelessly. When some people are complaining, you will be fiery hard. You will not be discouraged. Say, Lord, I receive grace to serve you. The grace to serve you, irrespective of discouragement I'm receiving from people. The grace to serve you with every strength in me. I receive in the name of Jesus. The grace never to be tired. The grace never to be tired. I receive in the name of Jesus. The grace to serve you with every strength in me. I receive in the name of Jesus.
John chapter 14, verse 12. Verse 13, I would go to. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And in verse 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. The Bible doesn't tell us that we have to be strong in our audiovisual. The Bible tells us that we have to be strong in our action. The Bible expects us to be doers of the word, not just be hearers of the word. The word of the Lord has come strong to us today. God has spoken clearly. Are you making an impact? Where are you making an impact? Are you working for the Father and making an impact? If you aren't, it's time to do so. You were created to serve God. Do you want to remain in the wine or do you want to be cut off? Do you want to be a green leaf or do you want to be a yellow leaf? You choose where you are. Are you employed in God's kingdom or, you, or do you choose to remain unemployed? What gift has God placed in you that you have buried? God is looking for your service, not for your excuses. This is a call that God is asking each of us to respond to. I cannot respond for you. You cannot respond for your neighbor. This is an individual call. And God is saying, where are you? What are you doing for me? Our God is such a loving God that we just need to be thankful that He is giving us opportunities again and again. He doesn't want us to be thrown out. He doesn't want us to be cut off like a yellow leaf and be thrown out. And to be thrown out into fiery furnace. He says, no, I need you to be in that branch. I need you to be connected to the wine. It's a time for us to respond. Brothers, sisters, God is telling us very clearly. Father God, we just want to thank you once again, Lord Father. You have spoken clearly to us, Lord. Yes, Father God, this is the time that we need to respond, Lord. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you are again giving us opportunities. You have made it clear, Lord, that our future is when we serve you, Lord. There is no future in serving man. But our future, our hope, our assurance, our rewards are when we are with you. And we thank you for that, Lord Father. You have not kept us in the dark. But you have enlightened us so that we may enlighten others, Lord Father. We give glory to you this day, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to speak to every one of us, Lord. Those of us who need to move forward some more. Those, who need, those of us who need to take the first step. Father God, continue to speak to us. Those of us who are lagging behind, help us to re-energize ourselves and move forward, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that even as you move us forward, you will equip us, Lord Father. You will equip us, Lord Father. It doesn't matter what talents we have, because you have put those talents in us. And we are grateful, Lord Father. Father God, continue working in us, Lord. We give glory to you. We thank you, Father, for your servant who you have used this day, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord Father, for the wisdom that you have given him and the words that you have given him, that he could speak so clearly with clarity to us, Lord Father. I pray, Lord, that you will have more anointing poured upon him, Lord Father. Be with him and his family, Lord Father. And continue, Lord Father, to use him in this place, that he will be able to bring your word to us in days to come, Lord. We thank you for every one of us who has been here. We thank you for this time that we have had. And we thank you, Lord Father, that you are here with us. And Father God, even as we depart from this place and move on to do the tasks of the week, Lord Father, we will remember to do your tasks first, Lord. We will remember to put you first. And Father God, everything else will follow, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you, we give glory to you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us 
all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.